It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. 40% of all the benefits, which is over a trillion, $200 billion over the next 10 years, of certain federal investments flow directly to disadvantaged and underserved communities. Really? From the infrastructure bill? Really? And I feel like a broken record, but every time he comes out with this stuff, it's the same thing. It, it, immediately, it's fact checking. Everybody, everybody, economists. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what. No one can verify that claim. This is this is another pandering, just statement drawn from the clouds, as Joe Biden was speaking at the Ebenezer Baptist Church on MLK Day. I, I think it's to the point where you know we keep saying he's just making, he's just lying about things. Yeah, I think it's to the point now where he just doesn't even know what the situation is. Nope. So he's just saying things that sound good in front of whoever he's talking That's, with. I think that's it, Diener. I think just, that's exactly what it is. And I'll tell you something else. I've I've been like 70-80% convinced of this before. Now I'm, I'm at 100. He they're not telling him the truth in that West Wing. Right. They're telling right. him things that do do not exist and they're just they're feeding things into his brain, locking it in and he just repeats them forever. That's what's happening here. I think they're keeping him in a different reality. I I true I, I scary as that is to say, I really believe that. It makes sense to me. I mean, because otherwise, I mean, yes, obviously he's lying about stuff, but how do you how are you that clueless? You know what I mean about your own policies, about what's going on. You know, where he's when he was going to the border, when we we had that sound a couple weeks ago, he's like, "I'm gonna go there and see what's got. I gotta check it out and see what's going on." <laughs> you mean you don't know? Uh, like, has no one told you what's going on? Sarah's talking. Wait a minute, it's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be kidding me. I, that's why. I, I think you have a point there when it comes to they just tell him, they, they paint a rosy picture for him, they tell him certain little details. I think he thinks he's telling the absolute God's honest truth. I really do. Maybe. That, that's the only reality he knows of what he's told. I I, I truly believe that. I he's mean, like the ultimate Manchurian candidate. And sure, yes, that's very true. And don't, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, the guy's an absolute, you know, lying maniac as well, and mm-hmm. as dirty as can be, there's no doubt about that. But it also comes to a certain point where his mind is just so far gone that they're telling him, like you said, Manchurian Candidate, just telling him everything that they want him to know and to say. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the case. And none of it's true. Unbelievable, <laughs> but that's where we are. Hey, speaking of the border, we'll have the audio for this uh, probably in about 15 minutes. Did you see New York City Mayor Eric Adams at the border over the weekend? He went to the border? Amazing. Walking around, looking at looking at the you know some of the migrants. He actually did see some of the migrant centers, and he said, this is the quote, this is a national crisis. It calls for a national solution. Now, here's my question to you. Does he even make that statement or even go to the border unless he had migrants dumped off in his city as well late in the game? 100,000% no. No. Once it affects him, once it affects New York with their now homeless embankment camps with migrants, now they're concerned. And they never, I'm telling you, they never would have cared before. No. But that's why it was such, and and I, you know, I hate to, you know, see that happen in New York, but anywhere, anywhere, but they have to know what's going on. And a good way to wake people up is to make it happen in the biggest city in the country with the most eyes on it. So (laughs) maybe they'll do something since one of their own and Eric Adams is, is calling for some help and calling a national crisis. That it's like, hello, welcome to the world. I'm really surprised they they let him make that statement. I am. Yeah. Wow. In the meantime, believe it or not, Document yes. Gate reared its ugly head again oh, over the yeah. weekend. Another uh, document or documents were found in the same Delaware house that they had uh, on round three. So now we're at four different discoveries with three different locations. And the White House had to come out immediately 
This is how you know they take it seriously. The White House immediately came out and said, yeah, there are no visitor logs at President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home where classified materials were discovered last week and into the weekend with a, either a second batch or in the same batch, but they had, you know, they're combing it. House Republicans, now they're demanding the White House turn over information related to misplaced documents. Oh, <laughs> oh now they're misplaced. They just they, they didn't know where they were, Bill. From his time as VP, <laughs> including any visitor logs from Biden's private home. Well, that's when the White House had to come back and say there are no logs. Uh-huh. Sorry. He's facing a special counsel investigation, as you know, into the handling of classified documents after those were found at the home and a Wilmington, D.C. office used before he was elected president. That would be of the Biden Center. That's the one. That's the one. So, just to reiterate, mm. you have a sitting president with classified documents illegally storing them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is a felony. Mm. And they're just going to, I guess, play cover. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. say, well, you know, he didn't know. It was a mistake. Like I said, mistakenly mishandled. This is such a big deal. And then they find more at the house over the weekend. Which didn't really make a big splash because it was over the weekend. No splash that whatsoever. Happened. No. <laughs> no. But it did cause the White House to have to come back and say, yeah, there are no visitor logs, which is a massive deal. Mm-hmm. Massive. Um, finally, and this took how many? This story was, what, a week old? Finally heard it yesterday. In the background, I had on Fox, and they were, you know, that five, the five show? Oh, yeah. Finally, finally heard someone ask the question, and it came from that Harris Faulkner who was on that show, that one of their anchors. And she asked the most relevant question of all. Did President Obama know about these documents? Good question. It was his presidency, not yeah. Biden's. Biden was a VP who had no authority whatsoever to declassify anything. That's why they're still classified. What does Obama know? And finally, someone in a mainstream outlet asked that question. She's exactly right. It's good thought. I, don't see, I, I never thought about that, and I, I should have. Yeah, absolutely. No one is bringing that up. Wow. That's a good point, yeah, because... <laughs> What is he? What is Biden doing, taking these documents that maybe were they even his? You yeah, know I mean? exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, was it was it something that you know Obama was dealing with, and it was just a special a special interest to Biden because of his own shady dealings with Ukraine and China? Well, why would he? Why would he take those ones? This yeah. is why it goes back to that. Well, it was just a small number of documents. Yeah, the ones he cared about. Right. It's even worse. We know that the this is confirmed. We know that the ones found at the the Biden Center at UPenn were related to business dealings with Ukraine and China. Right. It was confirmed by them. I mean, is is anyone going to get him on this stuff? It's like, hello, I know we were saying last week that these things are coming out because there are people in the shadows who want him gone, and that still may be the case. Something's got to come from this. I mean, something. I don't, I don't know. But some, you, you, and it probably will, I think, because most of this is coming from the Democrats. They want him out. Because if they, if they still wanted him in there and he was effective, I don't think we would ever hear about this story. We wouldn't be talking about it now. Yeah, because look, and that, and that is the central question. No. That it always goes back to that one main question for me. Why now? Exactly. Right. Look at the timing and look what was in there. That's it. Well, we're going to have to give this some time coming up next. We've got uh, President uh, Trump's response to the no visitor logs, but also this deserves its own time as well. This Iowa lady found alive at the funeral home? Yeah, what is this? Wait till you hear this. Wait till you hear the call from the funeral home calling the hospital. Hey, um, that lady you sent over here? Yeah, she's fine. I'm looking at her. That is horrifying. <laughs> it's amazing. It's always been one of my biggest fears. Any wake that I went to, I'm like, what if they're not really dead? I know. Did anybody check? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, that and more coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. 
Thank you so much, Jennifer. Appreciate you. The South Florida Morning Show is Diener. I'm Bill. Uh, Karen's out today. Uh, update on Jen. She will be coming back probably mid to late February. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what we're being told. Yes. So I've heard through the grapevine. Yes. <laughs> or I'm just starting rumors and I'm putting it into the universe, making it happen. That's all right. You yeah. choose. Either way. You choose your path. <laughs> uh, she's recovering great, though. Well, so that's all good news right there. Uh, Trump has responded to the White House having to respond to yet another document find, this time at the same location at Biden's house. Trump went on Truth to talk about it. What did Trump truth? And I said this before, Diener. You know what amazes me? It took until 21 hours ago for Trump. Everybody else has made the comparison between Mar-a-Lago and this Delaware house. It took until 21 hours ago for Trump to make the comparison himself. Well, he did. And he came out and said, the White House just announced that there are no logs or information of any kind on visitors to the Wilmington house. And flimsy, unlocked, and unsecured, but now very famous garage. <laughs> very flimsy, famous. Flimsy. He's got a flimsy garage, there he <laughs> says. Uh, Biden goes on to say, maybe they are smarter than we think. This is one of the seemingly many places where highly classified. That's in, uh, that's in capitals. All caps there. Uh, documents were stored. <laughs> and he goes, little side note, in a big pile on the damp floor. <laughs> Comparing it now to Mar-a-Lago, this is what Trump says. Mar-a-Lago is a highly secured facility with security cameras all over the place and watched over by staff and our great secret service. I have info on everyone. That sounds ominous, doesn't it? Well, it makes sense that he would, I guess. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's Everybody, a good point. I know him all. <laughs> and it is, you know, you made the point, and it's a good point of him, why didn't he say mine were declassified? I was the president, and I had the power to declassify. Yeah. Biden was the vice president. He had no such power. And that's true. But I think he wanted to make the distinction between the two structures, so okay. to speak. Okay, focus on that yeah and just say yeah. you know mine were housed here his were housed there and just make those two comparisons mm. and it's a good point when it comes to mar-a-lago yep. that place is a fortress there's also another document this is another unbelievable thing that happened in this story over the weekend there's a document out that hunter listed forty nine thousand nine hundred and ten dollar monthly rent payments while living allegedly at that house he lived in the house which is another good point that you have your shady dirty crackhead son living in the house where you have these <laughs> documents just sitting around classified documents and what were those documents pre- uh, uh, pertaining to bill i mean this was confirmed no one's doubting this either those document those documents pertain to business dealings with ukraine and china so can we play connect the dots so why did he want those why did he want those and why was hunter biden paying almost fifty thousand dollars a month in rent to his father well it just so happens that hunter biden was being paid fifty thousand dollars a month from ukraine during his consulting times on the energy board there. So Holy cow. What about that? Is this a money laundering operation? Did they use those documents for their own gain when it came to trying to you know further themselves in business deals with, with Ukraine and China, by the way? I mean, is no one realizing this in positions of power? I mean, I'm a moron, and I'm sitting here connecting these dots. This is easy. It, it really it's it's almost so easy and so obvious and out in the open. It's you'd, you'd think they're hiding something. Honest right. to God, it's, it's like Trump said there in the truth tweet. The truth, he said, maybe they're smarter than we think, having no logs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you can't track people, right? Who was coming in and out of that house? Right. No, no, nobody knows. We do know this though. Did you see this, Joe? There's because it's public information. Joe paid no taxes on fifty thousand dollars a month for some sort of a renter. 
Okay, tax evasion right there, right? <laughs> so is no one going to get them on tax evasion? <laughs> Money laundering, obviously right there. Wow. I mean, if they just want to do a little bit of digging, I find it hilarious. I can almost see the conversation between Biden and and uh, and Hunter where they're saying, well, don't give me the whole 50000 That's going to be too suspicious. Give me just under. Give me $49,100. <laughs> All, right. All right. Knock off 80 bucks. Now. <laughs> they can knock off 800 bucks on there. There you go. Remember, my son's the smartest guy I know. Remember oh, that yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Right. What a just a dirty mess that they, they live in. Wow. Uh, MLK celebration. This Gosh. was Joe at the Ebenezer Baptist Church. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. What? Not a joke. Andy knows this. I cannot wait. I hope he's in office long enough for the next big Jewish holiday because I know he's going to go to a temple and claim that he, he was bar mitzvahed. <laughs> This, guy, this guy's just, he's shameless and un, he's unbelievable. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me at this point. That's I mean, incredible. Not? Oh my gosh, man. This, it, uh, it's no, it's no, how about that new line too? It's no joke, folks. It's no serious, joke. serious. Serious. Think about it now. Nobody knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 there's no one who says that ever happened. He's sitting in a crowd at an all-black Baptist church on MLK Junior Day. Oh, yeah. And he just goes ahead and says that to pander to the crowd. And I really hope that a very good percentage of people walked out of that church thinking, that guy is a joke. How dare he try to pander to us like that? Crowd wasn't exactly, you know, you know, I didn't see a video of the faces of the crowd, but they weren't exactly enthusiastically supporting that. I think a lot of people can read through him. No, they're good. They should feel insulted. That is an insulting line. Absolutely. I, say, I, think it's, I think it's shameful, to be honest with you. Anyway, let's get to, <laughs> let's get to the story we teased for far too long. I'm very curious to hear this. We have to go to Iowa for this one. All right. I'll just give you the quick headline first. A woman delivered to a funeral home in Iowa ended up actually being alive. What do you I'm mean? not dead. Oh. I feel fine. Oh. That was Monty Python, not her. I had to <laughs> find is, that drop. What is happening? He, no, let's start here. Here's the 911 dispatcher reacting to the woman at the funeral home still being alive. And then we'll get to the details and how the heck can this possibly happen? Just so you know, this female was <laughs> transported there deceased and she is not. Oh. They're in the <laughs> chapel and she is on a cot. Just because she, she starts it off with, hey, just so you know. <laughs> she's uh, she's alive. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> now we got to figure out the details of this story. Uh, the Ankeny? Ankeny Fire Department Okay, said the crews were called to the funeral home there and crematory on West First Street. This happened on January 3rd. We're just getting the details now. Fire Department said first responders initially called for cardiac arrest. Crew determined the patient was not in cardiac arrest. Began to treat the patient before they taken to a hospital. Condition was unknown at the time of the story anyway. First responder can be heard saying... Like you just heard, just so you know, the female was transported, deceased. She's not. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at her right now. She's going to be all right. Um, She's going to be all right? The Here's the only statement from the funeral home. Out of respect for the privacy and confidentiality of the families we're under to serve, we're not in a position to comment further on this matter. Yeah, that's coming from their lawyers. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. How do you screw up like this? No one realized this woman was alive? Well, I mean... I mean, is she in a body bag? What I don't know if doing? it went that far. I don't know. I hope not. But she's alive. Is she knocking on the casket? Let's look Hello. at. The, let's call this a feel-good story. Okay. She's gonna live. <laughs> With a hell of a story, too, right? Wow. 
Well, she could use the old Mark Twain line. So they, um, <laughs> and I don't know what, I guess it's near its Des Moines. I don't know what the media is out there. Some, some TV station. They say they got a tip earlier this week about the incident. Someone wanted them to know. It's probably from the fire department. Oh, they tried to keep it under wraps. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they, 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 like they, had, they tried to keep her under wraps. Yeah. <laughs> they had an old staff meeting. Hey, guys, uh, let's not talk about this <laughs> woman who we thought was dead. It's <laughs> amazing. Was, that was a whoopsie. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What is going on there? Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, we got a story to talk about coming up next. First yes. of all, the sad story about the MLK incident in uh, Fort Pierce. There was a shooting there. We'll talk about that, give you an update. But Florida snake trafficking is a major issue the feds are looking into. It is? It is a big business down here, and they're trying to crack down on it. I had no idea. Snakes on a plane. It's Uh-oh. coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate it. The South Florida Morning Show, News Talk 850 WFTL. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Karen's out today. We're getting Jen back probably mid-next month, right around there. Uh, I'm with you. I had heard this video existed, but I just found it about four and a half, minute ago, four and a half minutes ago for myself. I'm going to tell you, I knew it was out there. I was scared to listen to it because I knew oh. it was just going to be so cringy. It's just awesome. So you talk about <laughs> pandering, but if you're going to pander to somebody, figure out what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> This is Joe, once again, on MLK Day at the Ebenezer Baptist Church and all events surrounding that. Um, you know, we got the black church claim that he went to a black church as a child. That's one thing. That's right. Then he finds out, this is the moment he finds out MLK the Third's wife was having a birthday. Oh, look at that. Either that day right. or it's coming up or it just was or whatever. Birthday That's week. Great. That's nice. Joe decides to sing to her. Oh, no. Has no idea what her name is. Oh, no. But but was told to point it out, and this is how the scene went. Oh, well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Here we go. Oh, no. Happy birthday to oh, no. you. What's her name, Joe? No. Happy no. birthday, dear Alan. Oh. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh. It was so bad. Oh, no. That's an all-timer. That is awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. That's like something they would do on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Well, look. There's a rule in my family. We're going to sing you happy birthday because that's how much we care about you. A full disclosure, it's the first time I've heard that. I was honestly, I I, had, I came across it. I was too scared to listen to it because I knew how bad it was going to be. It was worse than I imagined. Damn. <laughs> and then he, he does that thing. It's like when you're at a crowd and you don't know the person's name, and then you, and then you come back strong. Happy hey. birthday. <laughs> oh, that is awful. <laughs> Hilarious, but awful. Uh, this was the main statement that everybody's playing. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 7.30 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. I mean, obviously that's pandering. We could laugh at that too. But this is another sign that they're kind of turning on him because everywhere you see now in mainstream media, things and statements like that, and this is new. This is like in the past six months. They're all followed by a little disclaimer that says, Local sources from his past cannot confirm that story. Good. And, I mean, like, CNN is saying that kind of stuff. Interesting. It so just goes to what we've been saying, that they've all been turning against them. I think it's happening. I do. It's just blatant pandering, lying. 
I mean, it's just, my gosh. And whether or not he actually believes that because he's just so far gone is a different story, but it never happened. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. In the meantime, uh, the whole document scandal. And there's still a lot of people saying, so what? Get off it. Nothing's going to happen. They're not going to get this guy on anything. Uh, Well, maybe, maybe not. But they keep popping up. And they keep coming from their own people, the Biden team that's been dispatched throughout the country to see if there's any more loose documents that are that are out and about there. They have to disclose all this stuff. And from the same. So now we've got four incidents, three locations. Uh, This one, again, being at the Biden Delaware home where they found this stuff. Kevin McCarthy, got to tell you, the House Speaker so far has been really strong and really good. At least he's saying the right things. This is what he said Actually, the early part of the weekend. I think this is even before the second discovery at the Delaware House. They knew this has happened to President Biden before the election, but they kept it a secret from the American public. He goes on 60 Minutes, criticizes President Trump, even knowing what he has done, and he wasn't president at the time. Now we find another location that it's at, but he refused to answer. His press secretary won't answer the questions. We, you watched them leak photos of sitting out files of President Trump. Where's the photos of President Biden's documents? That's a very, very good question. Hmm. <laughs> and if they have any teeth whatsoever, you're putting together your committees right now to look into this. You mean to tell me that there's a double standard in how they're handling these right. things? I know. It's so <laughs> obvious. Never, never would have seen that coming. It's true, though. I mean, obviously, there's no raids. Right, they're just quietly searching his properties, mm-hmm. looking for these things. It's not like the FBI is raiding him. Of course, that would never happen. And why aren't we seeing? But I'll never forget it when they laid that out. I was so confused when the picture came out. When the FBI took the picture and disseminated it to the media of all the documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, and I was like, "How are we allowed to do that? Aren't these top secret classified?" Remember, and that was that was the question on sixty Minutes to Biden. Is said, what was your thought when you saw those documents on the floor? Which the FBI put on the floor for a photo op. Yes. And that's when Biden said, how could anybody do that? <laughs> I'd be so irresponsible. How, can, how could anybody be so irresponsible? And here we are. You know, it was amazing. And this happened, uh, I think it was on Friday, actually, going back before the long holiday weekend. Ducey quoted that right back in the White House's face, right to, back to Corinne Jean-Pierre. Good. And the look she gives Uh-oh. him, she is absolutely done with him. Ducey's going to get banned. I kept the the complete cut together for a reason, because all the time when you hear after his question and his quote, the silence you hear is her just giving him an absolute death stare. Oh, geez. This is how it all went down. And then on these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible? Oh, no. Isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents? The president spoke to this personally. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents and information should be taken seriously. He takes them seriously. He threw it right back at her face. Oh, man. They will never let that go. Good. Amazing. That was absolutely amazing. Well done by by little Peter Ducey there. He's holding on to it. He is, and this should. He needs to go down for this one way or the other. He's also, by the way, he was first to have the story from the White House. They had to come out with a statement saying that there is no record of any logs, because it's private residence, of course, of the Delaware House of any visitors. You know, while they had classified documents there. We know, had no idea. Other than Hunter Biden, we know mm-hmm. he was there. Yeah. But other than that, we don't know. Wow. He's bad enough. Believable. Well, you, chances are he didn't win Mega Millions. 
that's why we're all here today. Correct. But look what popped up big time all of a sudden. Back to Powerball. Remember that? Hey, now. It, uh, nobody won $416 million last night. That means it, it's at least that, probably 420 ish for a jackpot for Wednesday night. And for the record, when it comes to Mega Millions, yes. we were right. Somebody won on Friday the 13th. Oh, it's too good of a story. Oh, absolutely. You had to go with, with the irony of life and how things work That's out. That's right. There, there, there's a script to how these things go in life. <laughs> you just got to be willing to look for the little things. And... Someone won in Maine. Mm. We were talking about, we had all these little tidbits about Mega Millions. One of the things we talked about was right. states that had never won the Mega Millions jackpot, and Maine was one of them. That's right. And then there it is, Maine. The first Cro- thing I thought about was our little list we went over. Cross them off the list. We got yeah. a Maine winner or winners or whatever the heck it was. That's but, right. Uh, it's so sad. That's down to like $20 million now. I know. Like, it's oh, a- that's nothing. <laughs> That's like the lottery equivalent of three bucks. It's nothing, yeah. 20 oh, million. so yeah, sad. Please. Get that out of here. All right, we got to get to our uh, <laughs> snake smuggling bus story out of Florida, out of Miami, actually, that happened over the weekend. We'll talk about that. Uh, update two on the shooting incidents at an MLK mm. event in Fort Pierce to talk about, too. All of that. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's really unfortunate, and it's sad that during a celebration of someone who represented peace and equality, that a, dis- a, a disagreement results in a use of guns and violence. Yeah, just that's, uh, he's absolutely right, by the way. It's Brian Hester, the chief deputy on the case from St. Lucie County. A shooting during an MLK event, also called a family fun day in Fort Pierce. My God. Shame. In the name of a guy all about peace. I know, and I hate that. One of the things that really bothers me is when I see... You know, acts of violence at like Martin Luther King Jr. parades or it's just insane. You know, remembrance, right? Whatever you know, festivals or something like things like that, where it's supposed to be like a nice thing for the family. You remember what he, what the man stood for, what he did for so many people in this country, and then you go out there and you just you, you act like an idiot and you start shooting at each other because you get angry at something. It's the what exact opposite of what MLK was about, right? And what he stood for and said. Uh, here's the update. At least eight people are injured after uh, getting shot at that event. Uh, it happened in Fort Pierce. The community was celebrating a car show and family fun day. Okay. They say they believe the shooting resulted from a disagreement between two parties. Here's uh, Deputy uh, Hester on the case again talking about exactly what might have led to this thing. Multiple people were shot. Uh, it sounds like from our initial investigation here on scene, um, there was a disagreement of some sort. Uh, between two parties, and uh, unfortunately, they chose to resolve that with uh, with guns. That's a shame. It really is. Making national headlines, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Four peers. Wow. Did not see that one coming out. Honestly, I really didn't even know about it until a few hours before the show. I know. You know, I was just surprised. Kind of tuned out yesterday with a lot of things because you would think this would be big news up by me yesterday. You know, living in Port St. Lucie, not yep. too far away from that area in Fort Pierce, and. Now, like you said, it's making national news. Just a shame. Hopefully, you know, no one dies from this. I know one person's in critical condition. A lot of people, obviously, with just injuries. Right. So hopefully, you know, the person who's in critical condition can pull through and be all right. Uh, one juvenile also injured, but uh, that's not the person in uh, in critical, apparently. So just, mm. just absolutely awful. It really is. In the meantime, maybe all this government pressure is having an impact on the TikTok company uh, overall in general, and that relates right back to the Chinese CCP. This is the incredibly popular social media app that oh, yes. almost every kid, now adults, are on, where a lot of videos come from. Um, it, it's basically run by 
Chinese media and CCP, which has access to all of the information for all of the users, and they, they've admitted that. They've had warnings about it for years. Well, now TikTok is at least partially banned from government devices in more than half of the U.S. states, according to a CNN story. Well, Governors and state agencies have targeted the China-linked app due to security concerns, obviously, U.S. user data. Some states also taking action against other apps like WeChat, Alipay, I don't know that one, which also have links to China. WeChat, I knew about it. I don't remember Alipay. I don't know Alipay, that one. I don't know. But TikTok now coming out, and this is probably what's important about it because of the pressure, saying, well, an agreement is probably needed. That would be the best idea to get together with federal officials to resolve any security concerns. I think the pressure is starting to work. Is the cat out of the bag already? Yes. Sure. And people know. I mean, you we know, ha- we had our chance to do this. this. Is another thing Trump should have gotten done. I know he talked about it, but and I think he had full on plans to ban this thing from this country in the second term. We know what happened there, but right. still, Man. didn't get to it. Yeah, they, they they tried, and then it was a couple of things that held it back when he did try to push through that ban. Yeah, and meanwhile, you know, and it's funny because people know. I mean. You know, Kristen's on TikTok all the time. I know. She goes on there every day. And she's My like, oh, look are. at this video and that video. It's it's like, you know, we know what's going on, but I, we still go on there. I try to tell my daughters. It's like, plus also, forget about security concerns. They are already, I, I told Danielle last night, they were, oh, they've got your stuff. Oh, yeah. You're done. <laughs> might as well move to Beijing. <laughs> they probably. <laughs> all I get is, dad. <laughs> They're going to be sending her a passport in the mail. Oh, forget it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how it Just goes. Just give them all your money now. Yeah, good luck. That said, there are some funny videos oh, on there. But I mean, there are. But I mean, <laughs> even beside that, though, just the scrolling for like yes. minutes upon hours at a time of video, that's melting your face. It, it becomes like, it's it sucks you in. It's like a hypnotizing act. <laughs> know, it's like, it you have to watch, you watch a video for 30 seconds. Okay, next one. Next right, one. Next what one. it is. It's addictive. It is. The business model that they set up, the, the tech model is amazing. I mean, it's it's a genius, absolutely. I mean, genius thing that they put together. Wow. Before you know it, 45 minutes has gone by and you're like, how many videos did I watch? Wow. In the meantime, this happened over the weekend too. This was a big, big bust. Eight people now in custody after a three-year illegal snake trafficking trafficking operation in Florida. Snakes. <laughs> Why did it have to be snakes? Because, Indy, that's what they went after. It took three years to bust them. State really? wildlife officials say the suspects are facing charges ranging from second-degree misdemeanors to third-degree felonies. I love the name. Who gets to name the sting operations, by the way? Oh, I don't know, but I want to be the guy that gets the name that the operations are always so good. Know what this one was? No, let me hear it. Operation Viper. Yeah, baby. I've been working on uh, Viper for years now. Operation Viper. Nearly 200 snakes from seven different regions of the globe are bought or sold by undercover investigators. You know, again, the bust happened in Miami. The illegal activity took place mainly through specialized websites and closed social media pages. Oh, man, this is the dark web. You're not kidding. Uh-oh. Went way underground for this one. Yeah. Uh, wildlife authorities say some of the snakes they encountered were among some of the most dangerous in the world. Oh, my gosh. That is insane, though, isn't it? Like, things you never think about when it comes to, like, nope. rare animals being traded and people making all this money off of it on the dark web. You know, make hundreds of thousands of dollars on a sale of, like, some type of king cobra. Just a sickness to want to have that anyway. Right. We already know we have the python problem. I don't think that's what they're talking about no. here, you know, which run amok in, in the Everglades, but still. Uh, this this sounds like exotic venomous snakes, like, you know, like the black mamba and things like that. 
And I can't help but think, though, of the same kind of trade that happens with what we saw in Tiger King. That opened up a lot of eyes it did. to illegal animal trade. Yeah. Boy, it sure did. I mean, this stuff goes on. You never think about it. You never know about it. There's a lot. It's, what, what, a, what a crazy thing to be a part of, too, as far as like an investigative you know, uh, deputy. You get assigned to something oh. like that. You're working for three years buying and selling snakes, dealing with these guys. And I would bet you... Because of the people you're dealing with, dangerous as hell. Oh, yeah. Tell me you don't think that most of the big-time collectors are big cartels. Oh, it must be, right? That's the f- whether it is or not, that's the first thing that ran through my mind. That's the first thing I think of, like is a scene out of Scarface where a you Scarface. find the tiger. Yeah. Right, exactly right. <laughs> some some type of crazy exotic person dealing in some type of shady stuff and uh, somebody that's got a lot of protection, you know? So good work out of those guys. Boy, it took them three years, but they busted that up. Yeah. I hope it helps. I don't know. We'll see. It's pretty wild, though. In the meantime, NFL, uh, what is it? What do they call it now? Super Wild Super. Card Weekend yes. is in the books. Congratulations to your Dolphins. I thought they fought hard, Diener. It was it was a valiant effort they put through. They, they, they could have won, maybe should have won, but in the end, it was a very, they, very nice effort. Shorthanded. Don't big you underdog. think they had a real, I mean, true opportunity, though? They did. I mean, honestly? Yeah, they, they really did. I mean, fighting back, the way that they did down 17 nothing to tie the game. Oh, there we go. They were there. Just saying. Just saying. Not making yeah. any predictions from here, but they were right there. They were. And they, Josh Allen holds the ball like a loaf of bread. He does. <laughs> Defense had him, you know. I'm uh, just saying. Had him guessing a couple of interceptions here and there and fumbles. And then you had last night's wrap-up to uh, the wild card, super wild card weekend. Bucks lose. Congratulations, Cowboys. You win. What was amazing and what kept me and I think uh, millions of other people even interested in this game yes. was to see if this place kicker was going to miss another extra point. <laughs> Four guy. in a row he missed. i never seen anything like this before. Here's the College or pro or high school for here's that the matter. ESPN main channel, I mean the ABC call yeah. of the game. What makes it to me was, first of all, he misses a, another one. Troy Aikman went right back into Cowboys quarterback mode. Yes. I think he would have choked this kid out on the sideline. <laughs> Check out his call of it. And now the drama of Brett Maher trying to hit an extra point. He's missed three tonight, four in a row. And he has done it. Couldn't believe it. He might be looking for a kicker next week. (laughs) He went right in. I think Aikman wanted to go from the booth to the sideline and fire him. He did. We'll see if he ends up losing his job. I haven't heard anything yet this morning. He did kick another extra point. He After got that. that one, yes. He, he did get one. So maybe, you know, the yips are over. I don't know. One for five. Holy Not good. cow. <laughs> All right, we've got, how'd you like to sit on this lady on a plane? Speaking of planes, well, she uh, announced the world she's a former witch, and Jesus loves you. I have to say... Her message is more encouraging than some of the other crazy yeah, things I've heard on an airplane. Not at all. She wasn't threatening anybody, yeah. and she was seated. She wasn't, you know, yeah. or yelling at anybody. She was just saying, as we go to Vegas, they were flying to Vegas. Just, I used to be a witch. Not something you expect uh, to hear. Uh, no, how'd you like to sit next to her, though? <laughs> we got that, and Joe Biden's big gaffe at the MLK event at Ebenezer Baptist Church coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Let's- it's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. They knew this has happened to President Biden before the election, but they kept it a secret from the American public. He goes on 60 Minutes, criticizes President Trump, even knowing what he has done, and he wasn't president at the time. Now we find another location that it's at, but he refused to answer. His press secretary won't answer the questions. 
We, you watched them leak photos of sitting out files of President Trump. Where's the photos of President Biden's documents? A very, very excellent and relevant question. That's Kevin McCarthy, actually from, it might have been as early as Saturday. It's an older cut. That was even before they found the second document or documents from the Delaware location. But so far, like with a lot of different topics, he's saying exactly the right things. Let's see if they follow up on it with some House investigative committees. But uh, there you go. He's exactly right. I mean, you can't say any better than that. All He's those right. questions, very relevant and fair. Fair questions. Oh, totally fair. And I mean, when you've got, you and I just looked up when that sound was playing, you yep. and I looked up at the same time, one of our TV monitors in the studio, Diener, and it's the Today Show. Mm-hmm. NBC News Today Show, growing concern over handling of classified documents already that's right this is all you're not escaping from this stick right now no it was i mean it was the first uh, i think it was their top story i think so you know as they continue to pile up people are still talking about it and they're still finding more documents and the questions are still being asked now you're finding out different things about how hunter biden was paying him almost fifty thousand dollars a month in rent oh that's an unbelievable that's an awesome angle to this that's amazing is that all about what a deal is that money laundering it's it's tax evasion at the least because they're also saying that you know joe never paid taxes on that Mm. so there's a lot going on with this and i don't think it's going away because again they lead off with it on the today show about mounting pressure surrounding biden and his handling of classified documents their headline let's start with the latest information on this story first the latest is a statement from the white house Ah. Confirming, because they have to now, because they're backed into a corner, the White House says there are no visitor logs at President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home, which makes sense. It's a, it's a residence, right? Why would there be? Well, why would there be classified documents at the same place? That's why the question popped up. Well, there's that. <laughs> uh, classified materials were discovered. You notice the second part of this is nobody is trying to wordplay around the word classified anymore. They tried no. it. They tried a week ago at first. They tried. Well, we can't be sure. No. They're classified. And then it was, well, it's a small number. Remember? Yeah. That, that, that's, you don't hear that again anymore no. either. Because that's how, to me, I said this on Friday, to me anyway, when I hear small number of classified documents, I'm just thinking, because those are the most important ones. Yes. Those are the ones he chose. If it was a whole storage facility full of documents, I'm thinking, well, he doesn't know what the heck's in there. Right. Well, he knows these. <laughs> anyway. Um, House Republicans, like you heard Kevin McCarthy there, have demanded the White House turn over information related to misplaced... Oh, misplaced documents. That's the Uh. new spin. Okay. From Biden's time as VP. Well, for the first time, the comparison between how unsecure these documents were and the secure documents from Mar-a-Lago, that comparison is being made by the guy that lives at Mar-a-Lago. What did Trump truth... So he comes out with this diner about 22 hours ago. The former president says the White House just announced there are no logs or information of any kind on visitors on the Wilmington House. And, and this is great. I love the alliteration. Flimsy, unlocked, and unsecured, but now a very famous garage. Yeah. Flimsy. He's got very, a flimsy garage very there. flimsy. <laughs> <laughs> but this is interesting. Trump goes on to say maybe they're smarter than we think. Not well, having any logs. I'm not giving them that much credit. I mean, that's the only part they thought out. This is one of seemingly many places where highly classified, all in capitals, <laughs> documents are stored in a in a big pile on the damp floor. Oh, no. Trump's very concerned about the damp floor. 
Mar-a-Lago, this is where he makes the comparison, Mar-a-Lago is a highly secured facility with security cameras all over the place and watched over by staff at our great Secret Service. I have info on everyone. Ooh, be very afraid. I know. It's pretty interesting. I guess, you know, anytime you're any place with Secret Service, I'm sure they have info on everybody. Yes. But there you go. I, no, That's I, the comparison right there. I, I know what he means. I mean, he means that he knows exactly who's coming in and out of Absolutely. Mar-a-Lago. And it wasn't just like people coming in willy-nilly, like with Hunter Biden and his buddies just you know coming in out of Joe's house while documents are just sitting there. Here's what I think we can watch for this week. High, high-level Democrats criticizing Biden. I could see that happening. Because they don't want to be stuck with it. They don't, want right. that, they don't want that stink on them. If you already see the Today Show covering this story as their top story... There's no escaping it, and the Democrats will run like rats and shine lights on them. Yes, very true. And this is this is more than a smoking gun. This is more than, oh, well, you know, we'll see. We'll let the investigation take place and oh, see yeah. what we find. No, the gun was found. This is just a, it's not a smoking gun. They found the gun. So I'm just really curious to see how this continues to develop. But, I mean, right back to McCarthy's point, that which we opened this segment up with, Diener, this hour with, McCarthy, where are the pictures? Yeah, exactly. That oh, too. They, they couldn't. Right. They couldn't wait to post everything online from the pictures of Mar-a-Lago, and those were declassified. Exactly. They couldn't wait, right. to get these out there. They sent them out to every outlet in the in the world, but nothing from this. Where are they? And, and I'll make this final point too, because those are all good questions. If this was, if the shoe was on the other foot, let's say Trump got reelected yeah. in twenty four. Fast forward to the future, and in twenty five, all of a sudden, midway through twenty five, you start hearing about. Trump had classified documents uh, at his Mar-a-Lago estate from his first presidency. We don't know if they're declassified or not, but these were just found. As a sitting president, right, let's say they never found anything in the first place and they don't find it until he's sitting president for a second term. They would have impeachment hearings the next day. It would Less than 24 hours. Yes. No doubt. No doubt. Nancy Pelosi and Fat Jerry Nather would have got together... (laughs) And call an emergency press conference, and you would have had Gloria Borger crying on CNN about how democracy is dying. I mean, what's going on? That's right, too. Remember that phrase? Dark democracy is dying in darkness. And now here we are. You have that happening. Who's doing something about it? Not them. Uh, Not them yet. Something to watch for this week, though. I I really would. When they get pressure within their own party, because I think that's coming next. In the meantime, this has been a tough time to fly. The FAA shut down last week. Oh, my God, remember that? We had had an incident and uh, had a uh, plane trying to land in New York over the weekend. Well, then we also had this. I don't know what airline. They didn't post that. This is from social media. But we know they were flying to Vegas, and they were in the air when this passenger, how'd you like to sit next to her? She announces, A, she's no longer a witch. Okay. And Jesus, Jesus loves everybody. Oh, that's nice. She didn't threaten anybody. Okay. You know, she, you know. Just unsettling? Yeah, I think so. Now, it was put, I think this actually came from TikTok, believe it or not. So that's why they decided to put on their own spooky music behind the thing, because you can do that. Um, well, this is, how, this is how it went. And again, I don't know what airline it is, but and she's not standing, not shouting, not threatening. She's just sitting saying this. My name is Mariah, and I love Jesus. Which we are all collectively landing in Las Vegas, Sin City. I would like you guys to understand that a lot of things are going on in the spiritual realm at this time of the year. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. 
So it was a little warning. It was a little prep. Wow. As, we, as we approach Vegas, Sin City, just want you to know, as a former witch, Jesus loves you. Huh. All right. I guess, I mean, honestly, I think I would just sit there and be like, okay. Unless you sit next to her. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I would be a little concerned. What's the next move out of this lady? What is she thinking? That's a positive message, but also still kind of strange. Oh, yeah. A little unsettling. Oh, yeah. Not really something you would normally do on a full airplane. She must have been a ball of fun in Vegas, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who's picking up her up at the airport? Oh, boy. All right. Uh, we've got more headlines coming up next. we got Joe Biden singing birthday to somebody on MLK Day at Ebenezer Baptist Church, but uh, forgetting their name. That oh, was fun. This is just classic. And our favorite story of the day so far is lady that was delivered to the funeral home in Iowa. Wasn't dead. Nope. Nope. Pop right up. Very much alive. That and more next. The self Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. And let's say one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 7.30 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. I don't know who Andy is. I don't know either. But I bet you Andy can't confirm it either. How would you want to bet there was no one named Andy on that stage? Or, no, more importantly, a black church he went to. Uh, this guy this guy just panders to any, yep. all of a sudden, yeah, 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 maybe a, a practicing Catholic. Remember the last religious issue that came up? As a practicing Catholic, I can't wait for the next big Jewish holiday. You know, when I was bar mitzvahed. <laughs> You're probably right. Why this not? This guy is just, he's unbelievable. He's hes beyond description how full of crap Joe Biden is. There is just, he's unbelievable. He really is. I mean, just when you think it can't get any worse with this guy and the stuff that he says and the blatant pandering that he does, he just shows you that. Any maybe shred of shame that he might have left <laughs> oh, oh. is just thrown out the window. Yeah, when I was doing it, I fighting corn pop after the going to the black church. <laughs> and of course he says this, pandering to the crowd at the Ebenezer Baptist Church on MLK Day. You know, of course, he's got to do that. But did you actually say, can it get any worse? I, I thought that maybe that was it. Does well, it get worse? At the same event, well, I think it's better because it gives us a good chuckle. <laughs> He finds out, apparently, or it was in his notes, you know, when they give him the bullet points. Oh, sure. Uh, MLK III, son of MLK Jr., it was his wife's birthday either that day or that weekend or it's coming up today or something like that. Joe finds out about it and he says, we're going to sing you happy birthday. That's what we're going to do, damn it. Oh, no. Except he forgot her name, (laughs) which didn't go too well. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? So happy bad. birthday to you. Here we go. Oh, no. Happy birthday to you. What's your name, Joe? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Happy birthday to you. That's so awesome. It's so bad. <laughs> he did that. You know, we've all been in that situation, but we're not on a stage calling it out, right. leading, the, leading the song. Oh, he did no. that thing, though, like you're at a restaurant or, you know, you're like, you always see the wait staff come over yes. and they sing a happy birthday to a kid. You don't know the name, Shaylee. Like, no. Happy birthday, dear. <laughs> then you come back strong. Happy birthday. Yeah, that was loud him. and proud. By the way, it might sound like he's trying to see Valerie there. Uh, he started at Val. You want to know what her name is? Uh, not Valerie? <laughs> Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> so he was trying to see Val or Valerie. It was just... Uh, not even in the ballpark. Andrea. Not, not even close. What a massive embarrassment. <laughs> It was also, for, for some reason, um, started going into, uh, and uh, maybe the connection here actually does make sense. He was going, maybe it's violence in the community, I'm not too sure. He went into his whole gun talk, 
And he and he came out with that line again. He likes to compare about Republicans protecting gun rights. Right, right, and right. He says, "You want to come after the government? You need F-15s." It's the second time he's done this now. It's very bizarre. It's angry old Joe, and it's it's very. I I have always found this threatening. And ban the number of bullets that go in a magazine. There's no no need for any of that. I love my right wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty as water of the blood of patriots. I mean, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. He's serious, Diener. Think about it. Folks, no joke. Think about it now. And even in a a pro-Biden room that he was in yesterday, did you hear the uncomfortable silence when he said that? You just heard like the... uh... You know what's odd? In the research, I I happen to consider myself having done quite a bit of research on MLK. I think the guy was great. He was a Second Amendment advocate. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's uh, true. He was. Yeah. Uh, there's there's that. And, uh, you know, I don't even think Biden's statement there was really mostly about guns. I think that was a statement saying, we're the federal government. We're like gods. And so there's that, too. You right. Come after us. Hey, bring an army. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's right. coming after the federal government, Joe. I think that's that's what he's getting at, though, right? It was uh, kind of just that... I've always, and he's repeated that line many, many times now over the two, uh, past two years since he's been in office. It's always, you're going to come after us. We're like royalty. Yeah, it's like a direct threat. Like, we're better than you. We right. know it. And you can't touch us unless you come at, with, come at, at us with, with, with a whole army and F-15s and F-16s. And it's like. That's divisive. Yeah. Why, why are you saying that? I don't know. He got me. All right. This is our favorite. It might, I don't know. It might be it. I don't know if we could top this the whole year. Is the most unbelievable, incredible story that I've, one of them I've ever heard. It's going on the morning show blog. I mean, it's going to be there. Damn right it is. <laughs> Here's the headline. Woman delivered to funeral home in Iowa is alive. Okay. They thought she was dead. Oh, that's not good. This is the 911 dispatcher. Then we give you some details reacting to the woman <laughs> at the funeral home. Here's her call. That's how nonchalant it is. Just so you know, this female was... Transported their deceased, and she is not. They are in the chapel, and she is on a cot. <laughs> oh no! She starts it off with, "Hey, just so you know, so yeah, reported she, as dead. She's not. Yeah, about that. No, this actually it's an interesting story now because uh, the town. I think it's Ankeny, A N K E N Y. Uh, this is where the funeral home and the fire department is, as the crews were called to the funeral home there uh, to. Um, <laughs> clear things up a little bit. She originally had a cardiac arrest incident, but obviously did not die. The Ankeny Fire Department would not comment further on the incident, but this TV station out of Des Moines, I guess, got a tip. Somebody wanted th- this information out there. Wow. Might have been somebody from uh, from the fire department letting them know. Maybe. Maybe they just felt like, hey, this is uh, trying to be covered up here. We're going to get this story out. The funeral home would like this information not getting out there. This was the statement they released and the only statement. Out of respect for the privacy and confidentiality of the families, we are not in a position to comment further at this time. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, you know why? Because we're talking to our lawyers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do you? How does that happen? Now, I've heard stories like this before, where someone's pronounced dead at the hospital. There's some type of you know medical mistake. Yeah, but they resuscitate. Them right, or exactly. This was just she was never dead. <laughs> how was she being transported to the funeral home? Oh my gosh, somebody screwed up big time. Imagine being the patient too. Someone tells you later on, oh yeah, by the way, you were at the funeral home and they were about to cremate you. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were this close. 
Oh my! To the embalming fluid going through your body. What a what? story she's got to tell. What though. a disaster! Thankfully, I guess she's all right. Right? She's going to be. I mean, yeah. recovery like from a cardiac event. But wow! What a what a crazy thing that is. This is a crazy story. We got our feel-good story. Believe it or not, I know you don't want to hear this. Still a little raw from the Dolphins' loss to Buffalo, Diener, and I some of the it. outrageous behavior of Buffalo fans you have faced. Yes. I read that online. Oh, boy. But. They're out there. There is a feel-good story. The Bills did something awesome. Do you remember the guy in the snowstorm up there that broke into the school and saved a bunch of people? Yeah. Because he brought them into shelter? Looks like they're sending him to the Super Bowl. Really? With tickets. That's awesome. I don't know if they're going with them. Well. But (laughs) we've got that some other headlines to talk about coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's really unfortunate and it's sad that during a celebration of someone who represented peace and equality, that a a, a disagreement results in a use of guns and violence. Boy, isn't that right? And you heard there at the ABC bottom of the hour news update, top story there, top story on many different networks, uh, even internationally. I was just literally when that story came up on ABC as we were listening along here in the studio, it popped up as the top story internationally on the UK Daily Mail. Is that it, right? The Fort Pierce MLK Day shooting. Give you an update Man. on that and some of the background information on it. At least eight people injured after being shot during that event in Fort Pierce. The community was celebrating a car show on what was called a family fun day. Boy, wow. Oh, it's, what a shame. The whole thing, I mean, just the ironies of it all. The family fun day, you know, uh, celebrating somebody who's all about peace in, in Martin Luther King Jr. And something like that happens out there where they just start shooting at each other. The exact opposite of what he was all about. Goodness. Looks as though the evidence is pointing to more than one shooter. All eight victims who suffered gunshot wounds are adults. One is said to be in critical condition. There was a juvenile also injured, uh, but that's not the person in in critical. Here's more details of what maybe had started it. This is the deputy chief deputy on the scene from St. Lucie, Brian Hester. Multiple people were shot. Uh, it sounds like from our initial investigation here on scene, um, there was a disagreement of some sort uh, between two parties, and uh, unfortunately. They chose to resolve that with uh, with guns. Oh, that's just just gross. Just really is. And you see that pop up, and you see Fort Pierce, Florida. You're like, oh, come on, really? I know, right? Really? I mean, just everything around it. I mean, honestly, again, I always hate hearing about it because sometimes you hear about this stuff. You know, whether it's at parades or at community events, sometimes tensions boil over, right. and when it has to do with you know MLK Day and some type of violence breaks out, and it's like, come on, guys, what are you doing? Like, you're completely defeating the purpose of why you're celebrating the, that person to begin with. Exactly right. It's exactly right. It's the exact opposite of what his message was. Man. Hey, speaking of shootings, this is nuts. We don't know these people. They're not in local politics near us. I hadn't known the names, but a defeated New Mexico State House candidate is accused of orchestrating shootings at a local Democrat elected official's home. This story is insane. This is nuts. <laughs> it started over the weekend. I think it got kind of confirmed last night. Republican Solomon Pena was arrested just yesterday. The uh, 39-year-old claimed his race in November was rigged. Oh, no. After he lost to a Democrat who pulled nearly 73% of the vote. That doesn't sound rigged. And apparently found uh, evidence and phone calls and transcripts of him organizing the hit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> This guy who's trying to kill her? Yeah, apparently. Goodness gracious. Wow, that's nuts. Hey, we haven't (laughs) talked about Elon Musk in a while. He's got a trial. 
that's starting today over a 2018 tweet. A tweet? He's going to trial for a tweet? Yep. What'd he do? A federal courthouse in San Francisco will be the scene. It was August of that year. The Tesla CEO tweeted that he had put together a $72 billion deal for a company buyout. The buyout never really happened, and now Musk is going to have to explain himself under oath thanks to a class action lawsuit brought by investors who reacted to his tweet that was out there. Ironically, a couple of years later, wound up buying Twitter. Yeah, true. And uh, it's a it's a fraud trial, brought in a class action case. Wow, hmm. this kind of sounds like someone is some sour grapes when it comes to his acquisition of Twitter and some of the truth that he's revealed. Does it not? I thought the same thing. I'm sure the guy has tons of class action lawsuits against him. Any billionaire, any company owner does. This one makes it makes it to trial. Yeah, exactly. Now? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know it's probably been out there for a while, and yeah. he's probably fighting it behind the scenes, but why? I don't know. It just kind of stinks. Yeah, it does. That one does. doesn't get thrown out at some point. All right, this should make you feel better. I mean, I think it does. It might be still a little bit raw because it's about the Buffalo Bills, Diener, and I'm sorry that the Dolphins lost to them. It's all good. But here you go. Feel good story of the day. It actually is pretty awesome here. Do you remember the story we had of the guy? I mean, right around the holidays, there was a terrible snowstorm in Buffalo. Yes, sure. And some local officials did an awful job, by the way. Yes, they did. Clearing the roads and keeping people safe. It was terrible. Uh, uh, Many people had actually died. This guy saved some lives. He was, uh, he he, he saved the lives of over 20 people, they're saying. And local officials are saying, absolutely life-saving as well, as these people were stuck on a road in freezing temperatures without any gas or food. Oh, my gosh. And there were people stuck on roads for like 20 hours. Just awful. So what he did was... (laughs) Got out of his truck, and he kind of like hiked through the woods, and he found a high school. Well, he broke into the high school, and he found there some shelter in there for shelter. And then he found the cafeteria where there was food. He didn't just stay in there himself. He went back to the road where he knew people were stuck, told them about it, got them out of their cars, and he brought them to the high school he broke into. That was an amazing story. I mean, the guy's just an absolute hero for for doing something like that. His name is Jay Whitney, and uh, obviously the cops said, listen, don't worry about the break-in. You did a great job, and you saved lives. Well, listen to this. Flash forward a little bit. The Buffalo Bills have awarded him two Super Bowl tickets for his quick thinking and bravery. Well, that's nice. This that's is the, great. This is the moment he was surprised with the tickets. On behalf of Highmark, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield and the Buffalo Bills, we wanted to surprise you today. Two tickets to the Super Bowl. We love you. We know what you did on Christmas Eve was very heroic, and you're our hero. And the Bills and Highmark want to present you with these tickets to go watch the Super Bowl. Highmark's the uh, stadium sponsor. Right, okay. So they, they, I think that was the CEO giving them the tickets. Pretty cool, though. It's a nice move. It is a nice move. I mean, you know, he should be recognized. So that's really cool. I'm glad, I'm glad they did that. I didn't know it was on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That makes that it even more happened. magical. It's like a Hallmark story. It is. The break-in that saved Christmas. And now what would have made it even better is if he had just disappeared all of a sudden at the end of it. <laughs> it's like, oh, was that what? Santa? A Christmas angel? Who, who was that masked burglar <laughs> that saved our lives? It was a miracle. No. Can, can you, the only thing that would have made this story better, and the only thing, he, he gets the tickets, he goes... Thank you so much. It's not necessary, but man, I just I can't wait to see Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, oh, no. right in front of the Bills. That would have been amazing. I was going to say, he's going to the Super Bowl. The Bills, I don't think they are, but he's going, so that's good for him. 
Wow. Sorry, Bills fans. A little bad blood after this weekend. It's a, li- it's a little early to talk about Buffalo. I know uh, you just yeah. came off that loss. But I tell you what, I thought the Dolphins played tough. Yeah, no, I mean, they were, gosh, man. I was. I was proud. As proud as I could be from a, a loss in the playoffs. Was, yeah, I mean. They came out, you know, as a 14-point underdog against all odds with a third-string quarterback. That is true. They were they were right there in the end. So Also, congrats to uh, the Giants, the Jags. Hey, now. I am. Let me tell you something. You got any more room in, on the Duval crawl bandwagon? Because I'm on it, Jags fans. Let's go. Playing the Chiefs this weekend, second round. I love it. Uh, Cincinnati and Dallas also won. Dallas last night. That was a story. First of all, the whole Brady angle, but also this place kicker, man. You missed four extra points in a row. This, four. This has to be an NFL record. It was incredible. I didn't know this was even possible to do. We got the call of that happening and some speculation around it, too. Other headlines, too. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. And then on these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible? (laughs) Isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents? The president spoke to this personally. The long, what was it, three, four-second silence there that you can't see but you could hear. That was Kareem Jean-Pierre. I mean, giving little Peter Ducey in the White House press room an absolute death stare. <laughs> if she was able to summon lasers from her eyes, it would have shot right at his head. I mean, well done. I would not have had the courage to do what he did there, which was use Biden's own line against him right there in the press room to, to Kareem Jean-Pierre. Threw it right back. And that was early in the weekend. If it wasn't Saturday, it was Friday. Oh, It was early. I mean, It was like a few days ago, but it was worth playing again because it wow. popped up again. The story popped up again. Now we have uh, three locations, but four incidents of classified documents. A second location. I don't know. What, I don't think it was a pile. I think there were several documents, maybe the same pile, but this one again was from the Delaware House. Yeah, they found more there, and no, right, no big deal, right? Just, just more classified documents lying around in his Delaware House that anybody could have had access to. There's no visitor logs. We have no idea who's going in and out of there. We have no idea what Hunter Biden was doing with, with those. No, we know he God, was living no. there. So it just, it's, it's someone has to do something about this. He needs to be held accountable one way or another. The White House came out with a statement, because they have to now, had to confirm that there are no visitor logs at the Biden, at uh, President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home. Now that makes sense because it's a home, right? It's a residence. And they made, they made a point of that. Well, it'd be very unusual to have a visitor log at the presidential home. Yeah. You know what else is unusual? Having classified documents in the garage. <laughs> My God. Well, Bill, remember, it was in his locked garage next to his Corvette, okay? So it's taken care of. That was Fine. very quietly an amazing statement he made. Yeah, next to my Corvette. What's the priority in Joe's feeble mind? The Corvette, not the classified of course, documents. right? Wow. It was, it was a damning statement, if you ask me. Me too. Because it showed that he knew exactly what he had in oh, there. Yeah, yeah it's exact. right. He did. <laughs> he knew what was there. And that was, once again, by the way... Very good work out of Peter Ducey. That line yeah. of questioning got Joe, got got his you know, uh, his his fur up, and he and he got him to kind of admit that. I mean, and for anybody who keeps continuing like these, you know, cackling hens on the View or your Rob Reiner's of the world, who just continue to come out, he's an idiot, and try. Oh, he's so dumb, and try to defend. How well Trump? We know that he's just you know a a, a traitor and a pathological liar, but we trust. By it's different with him because he tells the truth and he's a good man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. These people right. are just absolutely hypnotized. Yeah, and have fallen into 
deep despair of stupidity. <laughs> and they can't get out of it. They, they can't see what's actually right in front of their face. It's, in, it's incredible to watch, actually. It's really quite the social experiment to watch these people as they continue to defend him and say, well, this is different. Yeah, I know it's different. It's worse. That's why it's so dangerous. That's that moral high ground thing. Well, it's for the greater good. Right. Yeah, right. but they know more than you, so they, you know, <laughs> listen to them and just give up your rights. It is. It's true, though. It is. They are right when they say that it is different because Biden's what, what Biden has done is, is worse. He's uh, remember, just to give you an update, currently facing the special counsel investigation into the handling of the classified documents. By the way, no one is trying to debate the word classified anymore. No more. Right. They tried it first about a week ago. They tried. Well, you know, the allegedly classified. No, they're flat out classified. And every major outlet in the world is saying they're classified. There's no doubt about that. Because as vice president, didn't have the authority to declassify anything. Correct. And were these even his files? That's well, listen, that's the most relevant question of all. You know what the follow up is? I finally heard it on that show, The Five, that Harris Faulkner on Fox brought it up. Did Obama know about these? See, and that's a great question. I never even thought about it. This was his presidency, not Biden's. Right. Were they his files? We don't know. We keep saying these are Biden's files from his time as vice president, and they might be. But if that's the case, I mean, still, like we said, he does not have the power, did not have the power to declassify those as vice president. Were they even his? Was this something that was out of Obama's, you know, classified files that he never declassified? What did he know? Yeah, right. Or what he didn't know. I think they're both damning. And, it's, and again, this goes back to, they, this is another one they tried and failed with the narrative. This is, you got to pay attention to the propaganda, how they word things. A small number of classified files. That's worse. They don't try that anymore because that means hand-selected. That's right. There's a reason why those ones survived and the other ones didn't because they're important. Exactly. That would be like, okay, think about when you're moving, okay? Yes. This is exactly the same thing. He's moving out of the White House. When you're moving, there's a few important documents or, you know, family heirlooms, whatever it is that you want to make sure you know where they're packed and you know, okay, hey, movers, I have a small number of really important things. It's in this box. Don't lose those. Yes. You know exactly what those are. And this is the same thing here. He's moving out, and he knows what the small number of documents were, were that were important to him and he wanted to take. That's why they were a, quote-unquote, small number yeah. of classified documents. I mean, if this was a giant, enormous storage unit full right. of do- classified documents, I could see, well, I was just a screw-up and he's an idiot. No, this was a hand-selected on the floor. I get it. Yes. Because that's sloppy. But still, there's a reason why it was these selected documents out of the, how many come out of a White House? Tens of thousands? Sure. Sure. Wow. <laughs> and let's not forget about this, by the way. This was the most, this is my favorite angle of the entire thing so far. Documents show Hunter Biden listed $49,000 in monthly rent while living at that that home in Delaware. This is really something. <laughs> <laughs> that Joe didn't put on taxes. Didn't, I, didn't declare that rent income. There's a couple of dirty things with this. That's number one, right? Can they can they start investigating tax evasion there? If this is on the books that he was paying his father for rent, <laughs> where is the where is the taxes on that? Number two, what about the correlation between the dollar amounts? Yes, that's right. Hunter Biden's getting paid fifty thousand dollars a month from Ukraine when he was a special consultant on their energy board, which is just a complete joke as it is anyway. And then he's paying that almost that same exact amount to his dad. Well, not the exact amount, Diener. It's only $49,910 a month. Oh, I see. Okay. So they don't want to make it too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, knock gosh. off 80 bucks, then 90 bucks there. Yeah, make it look good. Oh, my <laughs> gosh.
What a bunch of buffoons. This is a money laundering operation. That's what it is. Unbelievable. All right. Well, let's get out of that swampiness for a second and sure. talk about football. Congrat- Congratulations, Giants, Jags, Cincinnati, Dallas, and the Bills. They're all moving on after Super Wild Card Weekend. What a story this was, though. I mean, the game was a blowout. I don't know whether it was Brady's last game. I don't know whether he's leaving the box. I don't know where he's going. But I know one thing. Yes. This place kicker missing four extra points in a row kept me interested in the game. <laughs> I was right? looking for five. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to see. I was I was glued. I could not believe it. <laughs> you know who couldn't else? But no one could believe it. But Troy Aikman calling the game for ABC as a uh, as an analyst, he went right into player mode. Man, he was ready to fire the kicker on the field. Listen to the call. And now the drama of Brett Maher trying to hit an extra point. He's missed three tonight, four in a row. He might be looking for a kicker next week. Aikman, he might be looking for a new kicker next week. I'd fire him right now. Why don't I say this? And this is a 24 to nothing game. That is four missed extra points tonight. And you just feel horrible for him. Now, later on in the game, it was fourth and four. Yeah. And they went for it because they didn't trust him. And they wound up getting a touchdown. They did. And then they were so far ahead, they went, I think Mike McCarthy said, all right, Go ahead and let him. <laughs> Go ahead and let him kick an extra point. And he made it. He did. So he missed four. He was one out of five, yeah, right? One out yeah. of five in extra points for the Cowboys. Can you imagine? My gosh, the poor guy, man. And it's weird because he was a good kicker this season. And he just... I think he just got the yips. It happens with kickers. Is it over now that he, he kicked one? He didn't, uh, he didn't kick any field goals, did he? No. Wow. I'd be worried if I'm a Cowboys fan going into this game against San Francisco well, <laughs> the, over the weekend. Man, you're not kidding. Eesh. Aikman wanted to fire him. He did. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we've got, we usually have it on a Monday, but we've got a uh, Tuesday that feels like a Monday edition of Flight 850, our aviation segment with Jay Ratliff coming up next because we've got a JFK near miss and a Nepal plane crash to talk about. Yeah. Bad times in the skies. Oh my gosh. Jay will break that down for us. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Perhaps it was a lower than prescribed airspeed that caused uh, one of the wings to aerodynamically stall, or perhaps the airplane wasn't configured properly. I don't know if you saw any footage, Diener, from the crash site of this Nepal plane crash. Oh, man, I'm afraid to look. I hear it's awful. It is just insane. And I still haven't seen whether or not this is confirmed, but there is a viral video going around, allegedly, reportedly, of somebody that was live streaming the flight and picks it up. Now, the phone, you know, it's so the internet connection isn't lost yet. He was live streaming it and it was saved, you know, to some server, you know, back home where the guy was live streaming it at moment of crash. Really? At moment of whatever impact, whatever the thing happened. It was, and it's unbelievably scary. Oh, man. So you got that, a near miss at JFK. Oh, and oh yeah, and the FAA shut down last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> Jeez. Other than that, anything going on? Let's find out. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Bradliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay, first of all, good morning. Thanks for coming on on a Tuesday that feels like a Monday. But uh, I don't even know. This is a rare opportunity. I don't even know where to start with this. My God. Yeah, yeah well, it, it, the Nepal situation is obviously horrific. and But Nepal is known for not having, shall we say, the most stellar of, of reputations when it comes to air travel. It, yeah. I think in the last 20 years we've had... 32, 33 different uh, accidents. I saw that. One of them that had been fatal. And 
it, it, it's just, yeah, it's difficult terrain, and you've just got a lot of issues with was, a lot of those airlines. Was and, this called Yeti course, Airlines, Jay? I'm sorry? Was this called Yeti, the airline? Um, Something like I, that. Yeah, I'm thinking it. Well, I, I'm trying to. My, my brain is uh, that's all kind right. of a turn, turned around here because I keep calling it a Napoleon airline. But, yeah. Um, the the one you were talking about on the the Facebook live video. Yes. I, I've not watched that yet, and I will later in the day um, because stuff like that just really impacts you when you when you look at this. And it's you know, horrific. Hear the, the, the first officer. I don't know if you heard this story, but the woman that's the first officer mm-hmm. that was lost in the crash. She started flying 17 years ago when her husband died as the pilot of a plane crash for the same airline. So the husband and wife both died uh, at the controls um, and just of of the same airline. It's just, you know, when you look at it, it it's just an incredibly sad situation and and, and all. Yeah, it was Yeti Airlines, but the... The idea that you're looking at this type of a situation, you just pray that we can learn what happened and then do everything possible to try to prevent it from ever happening again. And the initial you know, comments I heard as far as the stall, that, that's kind of the, the preliminary thought process. But we don't know if there's a mechanical situation that could have contributed to that at all. Mm-hmm. We do know it's a newer airport, and this was a 20-some minute flight uh, from where they were at to where they were going, so very – most of it is you're flying the whole time. You don't cruise for any period of time because mm-hmm. you might have been at a cruising altitude for like 17 seconds, and then you started your descent. Uh, so there was a lot of things that were going on active in the cockpit, and it's going to be the cockpit voice recorder and flight data recorder that's going to tell us exactly the sequence of events. Yeah. Uh, but if the initial reports, uh, any of them are accurate, where they talked about the engines being ramped up uh, much more loudly than, than normal. Uh, and you always have to discount eyewitness reports because they're, they're just all over the place. But if that part was accurate, it might suggest that the crew was trying to gain some additional speed uh, if they had come in and actually started a stall where the airflow under the wings is disrupted. And as a result, the airplane starts to fall out of the sky. And if you're at altitude, it's an easy process. You just nose the plane down. You pick up the, the required speed. It restores the airflow over under the wings. The lift is restored, and you regain control of your airplane. The problem is if you're at lower altitude, you're unable to do that. Right. And uh, at this particular time, you know, we'll have to wait and see if that's the case here or not. But, again, just some sad, sad, sad news. And you always hate to see any time that there's a, a loss of life when it comes to commercial aviation because it's something that we all just kind of take – for granted, right. as far as how safe it is, and then you hear the report, as you mentioned, at New York's JFK Airport, wow. where a Delta flight had been given permission to take off. They they released released the brakes. They're flying down the runway. They're reaching a speed of close to 100 miles an hour, and I think the rotation point on this aircraft might have been 140, 145, where they would actually begin to pull back on the controls. And it was at that point in time an American Airlines aircraft that was told to hold short of the runway taxied across. They made a mistake and went too far, and that's when the air traffic controller, noticing that the American Airlines flight was not stopping, ordered Delta to to stop their takeoff immediately, and you could hear in the air traffic controller's voice the urgency of telling the Delta crew, you stop, stop now, and then, of course, after the fact, you hear the Delta pilots say, whoa, you know, after they had already come close to stopping their airplane. They had to bring the airplane back to the gate. I'm sure they're good. they had to have a, a team of me, uh, mechanics go over the airplane because I suspect they were 
putting it through all kinds of things, trying to get that plane to stop as quickly as they could. My takeaway from that, too, was that those the uh, air traffic controller, like after the fact, I guess everybody's getting their heads together, kind of like admonishing one of the pilots saying, I told you, you know, well, to take off from, from, from you know, this runway. It was wild. Well, the, there, there's a male and female voice that are on the American Airlines flight that are communicating. Mm. And most of the conversation is going on with the, the, the female. I don't know if she was a captain or first officer. And then the other voice comes in and says, well, we did exactly what you told us to oh. And that's when the air traffic controller says, well, you can go back and look at the tapes, <laughs> review the tapes, wow. and you'll see that that was not the case. Um, and, you know, you're dealing with a, a team of professionals. The pilots should know what they're doing, the air traffic controllers. And when it all fits and works as it's supposed to, it, it, it's, it, it's something that works, operates very safely. Now, the proponents that are out there that are talking about the need for getting rid of pilots in the cockpit, having a fully automated flight system, completely done by computer, uh, will point to a situation like this and say, see, we could have had a loss of life based on pilot error that could have been avoided if this was nothing but an automated system. If it turns out to be pilot error on the Nepal situation, where those lives were lost of those uh, 72 people. Uh, they're going to do the same thing. See, aviation here, had it been on an automated system, would have, again, saved lives. They're going to re- constantly point to all of these situations. And is, is technology safer than human error? Absolutely. But the problem is it's only as good as what it's programmed to do. Of course. And since it's programmed by humans, <laughs> there, there could be problems. And right? I th- That's I- why I always want somebody with a vested interest of landing that airplane safely. Uh, in that cockpit. And I think it's tragic, too, that people politicize this or they jump on it or, or I guess, try to, uh, you know, use this as an opportunity to push their agenda. See? Right. See, I told you we were right. See? See this? It's just awful. And why can't we have a balance of the two? Of course, we still need pilots, but maybe increase our AI capabilities well, with the planes. You are going to get that because what they're doing right now is designing a single pilot cockpit uh, that should be rolled out in the next five years. Uh, it's going to be probably done by cargo carriers first and then commercial carriers. Wow. But that's exactly what you're going to see. The pilot is going to fly and do most of the, the time monitoring. Well, the problem is if that pilot has a medical situation, then it's going to fall upon one of the flight attendants who are going to have to be able to be trained to mm-hmm. take over in the event of a problem. So there's no real easy fix here. But we are we are steamrolling towards that automated flight process so fast because airlines want it. Airline executives are dying for it because they're saying, yes, it'll be safer. No, what they're thinking is, my gosh, do you know how much money we can save if we don't have to pay pilots and the benefits? That's why they want to do it. Money, not so much for a safety situation. Unbelievable. Well, let's hope we have uh, better stories, like safer, funner stories to talk Uh, about in a week's time. As we get out of here, though, by the way, congratulations to your Bengals. Pulled out a win in the playoffs. Congrats. Well, the defense, again, saved their bacon, but it's just kind right. of a, you know, survive in advance kind of thing. And, you know, of course, last year at this time, it was the Bengals' first playoff win in 31 years. Right. So we were losing our minds. Uh, and, you know, if the offensive line can hold up because it keeps getting <laughs> decimated. But, you know, it's uh, still, you know, you, you kind of sad to see Brady lose last night because you're thinking, okay, is that it on his unbelievable career? And He's not done. It's an, exci- it's an exciting time of year. But, listen, I, I appreciate that, and I'm hoping – Next week, we can uh, have a similar conversation about uh, the Bengals taking care of business in Buffalo. We'll have to wait and see. We'll wait and see, and we'll collect a whole bunch of airline stories to talk about next week. Hopefully good ones. I'm sure there'll be good ones, in fact. In the meantime, uh, Flight 850, hook up information for that on the Morning Show blog, 850WFTL.com, and uh, daytradefund.com, where you can make some money with Jay. So good luck. 
and we're making money already this morning. So you guys have a great day. Looking forward to talking to you next week. Good man. We'll talk to you then. Thanks. All right. Uh, Deaner details and uh, more updates about that Fort Pierce shooting, about the MLK thing. Yeah. National national top story news now on all the networks. How about that? That's awful. I mean, what a, what a shame to have Fort Pierce, you know, their name is national news, and that's the reason why. Unbelievable. And uh, hotels? Charging you fifty bucks to use the little mini fridge? Something is something smelly here. I don't like it. Is this a trend we need to stop uh, like right now? Absolutely. <laughs> Talk about that too. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. News Talk 850 WFTL. It's the South Florida Morning Show. Welcome to Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. We'll guide you through this thing. Don't forget about the uh, the website as well. 850WFTL.com. And the app. You can every, find everything that's on the website, as we always say, that's on there, too. The Morning Show blog's on there. All of it. A lot going on on the, on the Morning Show blog, actually. Is it a twofer or a threefer? No, just a normal two, but there's this, it's a really solid two post on the blog. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> it's about the quality, not the quantity, that's, Dieter. Yes, that's okay. That's right. Exactly. That's okay. That's all right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're going to see this on, uh, not the blog, but the rest of the, uh, the rest of the site, too, is what's now national news about this shooting at Fort Pierce on MLK Day. On a f- what was called a family fun event. I know. To honor MLK. Eight people shot. Um, well, more than that, but at least eight people are injured after being shot during that event. On Monday. Happened in Fort Pierce. Um, the police say they believe the shooting resulted from a disagreement between two parties, hmm. likely more than one shooter, obviously. All eight victims who suffered gunshot wounds are adults. One is said to be in critical condition. One juvenile was also uh, injured in the aftermath of the shooting, but is uh, not in critical. Here's the chief deputy on the case, Brian Hester from St. Lucie County. Multiple people were shot. Uh, it sounds like from our initial investigation here on scene, um, there was a disagreement of some sort. Uh, between two parties, and uh, unfortunately, they chose to resolve that with uh, with guns. And he also goes on here to express the disappointment I think everybody has. Just It's just awful, too. I mean, it's this is literally an international story now, because I think the video that was shot is just really horrific, because you get like, kid, like little kids, because it's a family event, scattering from the scene, and I think he sums it up pretty well. Here. Really unfortunate, and it's sad that during a celebration of someone who represented peace, and equality that a, dis- a, a disagreement results in a use of guns and violence. Yeah, you're not kidding, man. I think that's the best way to put it. You yeah, know? he said it very well. It's just and, and just the irony of it all, the sad irony. You know, sometimes there's like, oh, wow, isn't that ironic? You can kind of get a chuckle out of it. This is just that, that sad irony of you, you have this terrible act of violence take place, just shooting back and forth at each other. Where eight people get shot and all these things at, at an event honoring a guy that was all about peace in, exactly. in MLK Jr. That's exactly right. It's a shame. That's a real shame. Anyway, we'll have to update you on details as that as they come. And hopefully everybody's going to be okay from yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Now. In the meantime, this is the first. This is my prediction for this week. You're going to hear a lot more of this, too. Uh, here's the headline. President Biden facing bipartisan pressure to reveal information about the documents found at multiple locations now. Democrats are turning on him. They don't want to be caught with this stink. They want this gone off them, and I think more and more Democrats are coming out of the water. They don't want to be anywhere near this thing. So, see, and I saw that headline, and I started to kind of think out loud, okay, what what is bipartisan? Is bipartisan like when they said a bipartisan January 6th committee with Liz Cheney? <laughs> yeah, what kind of bipartisan, right? <laughs> right, or is this bipartisan like Chuck Schumer is giving, you know, some type of opinion that, all right, this is, you know, we have to look into this, this is serious business. Right. And we know he hasn't said anything, so... 
I'm just wondering, what do they mean by bipartisan? Because we have been we have been saying it that the Democrats are going to turn on him for this, and there's probably this is coming out because Democrat operatives are wanted this out that that he had these documents. And That's this the only reason why. No, and we have, and again, it was you always keep an eye on the monitors. We get the mainstream networks up here. Today's show top story. Fox obviously top story. CNN. Documents, top story. They're not running from it anymore because they, he, right. he's, and he can't run from it anymore. And I think it's what's really telling too with you know the the big networks, you know the normally left leaning networks, is that this story uh, stood the test of a long weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You know what I mean? It didn't die off over the weekend. In fact, it got worse over the weekend when they found more documents. Yes, it did. And then here we are back on a Tuesday after a three day weekend, and this is still the top story. So it's not like stuff point. like this normally. If it's bad for the president on the Democratic side, they'll let it lie. It'll disappear uh-huh. over a three-day weekend, and people will forget about it on Tuesday. That's right. But it's it's still top story here today. So the White House now is backed into a corner, and they have had to admit something that sounds silly, but now it's relevant. There were no visitor logs at the Biden-Delaware House where the latest batch of, however many there were, classified documents were found. One administration official said, no, there's no documents. It's a private residence for a president. That would be unusual. But you know what's unusual? Having classified documents at a private residence. That too. (laughs) Who knows it to come through that? This literally, by the way, was the house. Remember, Joe's running a campaign from the basement. That was the basement. (laughs) That was it. So who was coming in there that were, were, well, we know about Hunter Biden. More on him in just a second because it looks like he paid a lot of rent to live in that house. Sure did. If he even did. You had campaign officials. That's right, yes. You had lobbyists. We know that for sure because that's where he was running his campaign. People jockeying for administration positions. Right. You had other people. Who else was running through this thing? And maybe they didn't know that this thing was sitting in the garage floor, these documents. <laughs> Biden takes these people into the garage. Let me tell you, let me show you a look at my prized Corvette here. Hey, Joe, what's that document there? I oh, don't worry about that. He what? Take a look at this vet. Uh, Tony, come on. He's got blinking in the garage. Come on, let's show that is that is that a pile of documents? Don't worry about that. <laughs> Just look at, look, at, look at that. Look at that Corvette. No joke, man. No joke, man. Come on. No kidding. I'm serious now. <laughs> just, I mean, it's real. This is real stuff. It's this like, actually, I mean. It's like a skit. It, it is. It's yes. like an SNL skit. That's right. And then he's out there. And of course, because they did it so much during the campaign of. Let's have Joe pull the car out into the driveway and put aviators on her to make it look like he's living and breathing. He's all cool and everything. And now those pictures are everywhere just to mock him with yep. this. And that's what like people like the New York Post are zooming into the picture and going, is this the pile in the garage? <laughs> they have the picture of him backing into the garage and there's just a pile of documents <laughs> in a cardboard box. He's got tire tracks over it. <laughs> Gosh. So here's the other hilarious angle of this thing. There are documents out now that Hunter Biden uh, listed $49,910 monthly rent payments while living at Joe Biden's residence, that same house in Delaware. Did he really live there? I have no idea. But this is listed. Joe Biden didn't list this as rental income. (laughs) But as you said before, Diener, the $49,910 is really interesting. It's just a tick under Uh $50,000 a month. And why is that number uh, significant, Bill? Who gave him $50,000 a month? Hmm. Was it Ukraine? (laughs) That was the payment that we all know that was on the Hunter's laptop. Now that's why that's so relevant. They're just, did they even try? Did they try to cover anything ever, ever? It's basically like they're saying, hey, 
We have a money laundering operation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like they have a sign up. It's it's in the box with the documents. This is a money laundering operation. Well, you're right, and I think it also speaks to the arrogance here. Look, even if they do, listen, I, I'm I'm Biden. I've been doing this forever. No, I got don't worry about it. Right. Oh, you'll be okay. It's true. I do find it funny, though, how they, they, they came up with the number together, or at least I'm assuming this. I just imagine those two morons sitting in a room together. Like, <laughs> well, let's not do 50000 exactly, because that's going to look too suspicious. You don't want to get the exact amount Ukraine is giving you for being a, a an advisor on their energy board. Just give me a little bit under. 49910 Listen, why don't you knock off 90 bucks? I like to eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> that's, about, that's about the pizza bill for the month. Oh my gosh, you really you cannot make this stuff up. It's such a joke. It just really is. The question is, will he be held accountable for any of it? A lot of people, a lot of people on the conservative side of life don't think anything is going to come from this. I don't know. I think we're just jaded, and for good reason, because we uh, see them get away with these heinous crimes over and over again. But what's different about this is how the media, eh, well... Democrats, and by the Democrats, I also mean the media. They're all in the same. They are turning on them. They are. And I think you're going to see, like I said, you're going to see more of that this week. Well, we would support an invest. Somebody's going to come out and say we would support that House investigation they're talking about. I'm really curious to see the next three days, including today, mm-hmm. Tuesday, today, Wednesday, and Thursday. How? What, what is the response from any Democrats that exactly. are interviewed on CNN right. or just the big networks in general? What is the response from them over these next three days? Is it continued pressure on Biden? Are they going to continue asking questions or are they going to just quietly move away from it? That's what I want to see. We know that the then Republicans we'll in the House, at least the, McCarthy's talking a big game. I think this was sad. I th- actually, I think this is how old it was. This is Friday, the start of the long weekend. But uh, if he holds true to this, you know, you've got this, you know, uh, this, this oversight committee looking into this already and it has been formed. That's good. They knew this has happened to President Biden before the election, but they kept it a secret from the American public. He goes on 60 Minutes, criticizes President Trump, even knowing what he has done, and he wasn't president at the time. Now we find another location that it's at, but he refused to answer. His press secretary won't answer the questions. We, you watched the photos of sitting out files of President Trump. Where's the photos of President Biden's documents? It's a great point. It sure they is. could not wait to turn that into a photo op in Mar-a-Lago. They right. put them all on the floor. They scattered them around. They, they all posted. And that's what led the 60 Minutes question to Biden. You saw the pictures. What was your reaction? How could anybody be so irresponsible? Mm-hmm. And that was the answer. And that's come back to haunt him, hasn't it? Believable. All right, we got to get to this uh, thing, which I hope is not a trend of hotels charging you 50 bucks to use the mini fridge. Oh, that's right. This, this incenses me. we got to stop this. Yes. In its tracks if this is a real thing. We'll tell you how that came about. And uh, Joe singing happy birthday to somebody he doesn't know. This will make you cringe. I'm telling you right now. That and more next. The <laughs> South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Talk 850 WFTL, the South Florida Morning Show. Welcome back in for the long weekend. I hope you didn't have to work on Monday. Hope you had, uh, you know. Well, that does mean today feels like Monday, though. But still, it's four-day work week. It's always that give and take, right? Yeah, I'll take the four. <laughs> I know there's some give, but I'm taking. You always get that that Tuesday that feels like a Monday, you but know, it, yeah. Yeah, I like the back end where it's it's four days instead of five. I'm with you. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I, I do think, I remember when it became a, a federal holiday at first, it was controversial. I absolutely think MLK Day should be a federal holiday, sure. and, and I'm glad it is. I really am. Yeah, I know, for sure. I think he made that much of an impact. And I also think the void he left when he did leave this earth brought 
us some terrible people in that vacuum. Unfortunately. I really did. I mean, can you imagine a world where MLK lived to a very, very, very ripe old age, right. still sending out a message? Message is still strong, obviously, and cuts through, but still. And How much better off we'd be? I really believe that. You know, and it's a shame, too, because you have people like, uh, you know, Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton, who I, started off with a positive message, but they got just so wrapped up in the politics and the muddy waters of it all. Yep. And exactly, that's, that's exactly what happened. And not to say maybe it would have happened to MLK. I don't think so. We don't you know, never, right? I mean, you never know because we can't, you know, look back in hindsight here, but still, he's a great man. It's a great leader. He yeah. really was. Made a made a massive, massive impact. Absolutely sure. deserves to be remembered. No doubt about that. Joe Biden did his best to remember him. I think that was his goal, but he went to the Ebenezer Baptist Church, historic site, uh, surviving members of the King family, relatives, parishioners. He was there. Of course, he had a little tale to tell. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college. Before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. I don't know who Andy is. I don't think he exists. I don't think Andy exists either. No. People looking around, but uh, no one can verify that. I mean, and you hear the reaction. No one. You have a president who's getting laughed at when he says he used to go to the black church because they know how full of it he is. They, they know right there, like, all right, just just stop it, man. We know what you're trying to do. Nobody uses religion more conveniently than Joe Biden. Yeah. Because when the last religious thing came up, he made sure he told everybody what a strong practice in Catholic he is. That's right. Despite <laughs> his reproductive rights stances. Yes. That, and, that makes me laugh just in that, you know, statement alone. And now all of a sudden he's downplaying this. Hey, well, let's get some of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a practice Catholic. But I went to the black church. <laughs> okay. Right. Wait, what? Right. This was, uh, I was raised by Puerto Ricans in the neighborhood. I remember that one? No, no, you weren't. Totally got away with that one. Oh, my gosh. And now they put, like, little disclaimers. I mean, even, like, regular mainstream news sites. Like, like CNN will have the article. No one can verify the details of this report. That's right. Like the Puerto Rican thing. Yes. He didn't grow up in the Puerto Rican neighborhood. No. <laughs> my God. So where does he just, where does he get it? I don't know. It's you know, I would go to the black church... After, uh, you know, after my confirmation lessons <laughs> and when I was bar, mitf- bar mitzvahed. That's right. You know, uh, he is just so full of it. He, he can't help himself. He really can't. It's just no shame. But the best moment for the appearance, you know, all weekend long with the MLK stuff was singing happy birthday. He found out or it was in his notes or something happened that MLK the third's wife it's her birthday. Now, Diener, what's her name? Her name is Andrea. I didn't know either. I don't know if you did. I think you had to look it up as I had, well. Yes, I had no I idea. Yep. But to be fair, we also didn't call her out from the pulpit and sing her happy birthday. No. Saying, we're going to do this. It's a rule in my house, I tell you. At least ask what your name is. I mean, you, you want to sing the happy birthday? Hey, what's your name? I'm sorry. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Good gosh. Instead of doing what he does here, it's just so embarrassing. Turn this into being like a third staff waiter at Fuddruckers <laughs> who just has who just got called over and hey, help us sing happy birthday. Come on, come on, come on. It's a kid. And you don't know the kid's name, so no. you just fake it. Well, that was the same with Joe. This was awesome. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. <laughs> when somebody's birthday is happy rule. birthday, you ready? <laughs> happy birthday ready? to you. Please who? don't. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Who, Joe? Just stop happy now. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. No. 
It gets me every time. <laughs> <So> my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put that in a safe drop somewhere. <laughs> Came back strong, though. Oh, yeah. The rest of the words. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's okay if you're like hidden in you know a side pew somewhere or you're <laughs> hidden in the crowd or something. But he called it out. He called for the happy birthday song. He did. He did. Oh, my God. He's just, he's unbelievable. Yeah, it's true, man. It's such a good point, too. You cannot start happy birthday song when you don't know somebody's name. It was his call. Come on. He's the leader of the thing and the only guy in the room with a microphone at the time. <laughs> if I may steal a phrase from him, from Biden himself, come on, man. Come on, man. No joke. Come no, on. No, no joke now. I'm serious now. Come on, man. Ask Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was there, Andy. Oh, no. All right, well, this is a trend. Consumers need to rise up and stop this if this is a real thing. Photo looks legit. The person who posted it online, this happened to come from Reddit. Take that for what it's worth. We do not want this happening. They allegedly say they stayed at a Marriott in Florida. Not saying what town, city, where. The poster put up, posted a picture of a sign on the mini fridge in their room. Very nice room. Very nice hotel. Hmm. That they would be charged 50 bucks if they put any of their own stuff in the mini fridge. Now, that's, that's not taking out the M&Ms or taking out the can of Coke or water. They, they charge you exorbitant prices for that anyway. This is using what's left of the space in the fridge, the cubic footage, <laughs> to cool your stuff. According to this poster on Reddit, the, the hotel wants to charge them 50 bucks. This is the... Uh, this is the the quote of the sign of the picture that they took that they posted online. The refreshment center is on a sensor. Use of the refreshment center for personal storage will automatically incur a $50 charge. This is just criminal. In other words, it looks like they're now charging to make sure you don't buy your own stuff and keep it in there to save money. Come on, man. This is what you do. I mean, who doesn't bring, like, your own waters, snacks, especially if you have kids? I mean, you're always bringing something that you know they're going to want to eat if you're in the room to get lunch. Always cool stuff off. Sure. There's another line at the bottom that says guests can call the front desk for a, quote, refrigerator request. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Did they call this, a, by the way, a refreshment center, just to go back to that real quick? Because it sounds, you know, more expensive. It's a refrigerator. It's a mini fridge. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, the thing is a beer fridge with a rack. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, people were posting a hack to get around it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know about that. No, to be fair, Marriott has not commented on this to confirm nor deny. And I also don't know if this is company policy. I hope not. Not to comp them. Uh, we can't even be sure. It sure looks real, but we can't confirm that it's real. You know what I'm saying? I hope this was some manager, some overzealous manager who just got tired of things getting mixed up in the fridges or people leaving stuff behind, <laughs> maybe. It was like, that's it. That's it. Give me the sign. It was house cleaning going, <laughs> I have an idea. That's right. <laughs> somebody somebody went rogue at this Marriott. I can't believe this is their real policy. If it is, this ad is an absolute disaster for customer relations. But the fact that the concept is out there means us traveling consumers en masse have to put a stop to this. Yes. That is not... I, if I could, I'd leave. I, if they tried to, no, that that that's absolutely awful to charge for that. You talk about that's the definition of nickel and diming somebody, but yeah. nickel and diming at the tune of fifty bucks. And what's even worse is you can't even complain about it because if you're at the hotel, no, you're you're, that, you're in, you're in. You, you already agreed to the room and you know the all the regulations with the room and all that stuff that you sign when you first go into a hotel. And then you go back and try to con- complain. I didn't know about this. Well, sorry, sir. This is in the hotel policy. There's also a question I had, other than maybe uh, housekeeping ratting you out. 
He's able yes. to look in there and see if your stuff is in there on a two-day stay or when you're at the parks or something, maybe. Right. Or, well, I don't know, Marriott, but whatever. How would they know? Like, I don't leave a mess in there when I have, like, bottles of water in there that are mine. I guess the sensor they're talking about, if there's, like, a, maybe a weight sensor. Come on, do you think I don't they know. Make, this seems like scare tactic. That's not real. It kind of does. Like, I don't I, think it's a sensor. I, I, they have sensors for the... Uh, to see if he took out the candy. Yes. Yes. Or like, you know, the Coke cans and things like that. They don't have an overall sensor. Did they? I think they're just trying to scare people, aren't they? I have put stuff in a, in a fridge like that. Now, I've never seen the sign. Yeah. But I put stuff inside the fridge like that where it has the sensor. It was like Indiana Jones. I was replacing my Coke can with theirs. <laughs> At the little, same time. little bag of sand. That's right. Huh. <laughs> I think I got it in time. <laughs> All of a sudden, the fridge starts going down. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's very It's a very intricate process. Yes, I got it. Time it out. And the giant concrete ball comes rolling at you down the hall to run you over. No. I'm telling you, man. That's hilarious. Got to do it. All right. (laughs) Coming up next, speaking of Indiana Jones, a major, major uh, exotic snake bust that took three years to put together in Miami happened over the weekend. This has really opened up my eyes to a lot of the just the underbelly of things you never think about that, that goes on. Especially how they did it. We always joke about the dark web. Yeah. They literally bought and sold in the dark web. They did. That's how they did it. Scary place. We got that, and it is our junk drawer segment coming up yes. next. Stuff we didn't get to. The likes of this. Diet Coke will get you drunker faster than uh, regular Coke as a mixer. Good to know. Uh, and it's good to be grumpy. Really? It means you're, you're better you're cut out for certain jobs. All right. That and more. <laughs> good news. Coming up, really good. Coming up next, the Self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. The South Florida Morning Show, News Talk 850 WFTL. Morning Show blog as well. You can find that on the app. You can find that online. Our favorite story is included on there. The one about the Iowa lady turned up dead. They sent her to the funeral home, except... Oh, wait a second. She's not dead. Ooh, about that. <laughs> I absolutely love it. You know what makes it for me is the call from the from the first responders because she's just so casual about it. This, I know. It's nuts. This is the town in Iowa uh, calling the authorities and call, well, calling the hospital actually saying, hey, you know this lady you sent over to us? Yeah, she's not dead. Just so you know, this female was transported their deceased and she is not <laughs> they are in the chapel and she is on a cot yeah she is not so no <laughs> so can you take her back because so they have they have plenty of embalming fluid here they're not going to need can no. you imagine like they're that I, I i wonder like what position was she in were, were they literally about to start the process and they realized, oh my gosh, she's alive. She was in line at the home. Yeah. On the table. They're like, all right, patient number uh, 42. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Thank God uh, Joe the Embalmer went out to lunch, huh? <laughs> That's just insane. Someone's got to go down for this, man. I understand mistakes, but how do you make that mistake? The town in Iowa is, I believe it's called Ankeny. It's A-N-K-E-N-Y. And this news station that's that's in their market, this KCCI, great call letters, mm. KCCI, got a tip about it, 
This actually, the whole incident happened January 3rd, and they're just hearing about it now. I bet you the tip came to the fire department saying, hey, you got to keep an eye on this connection between whatever the hospital, whatever morgue this is in the funeral home. <laughs> yeah, because look, you don't want this to happen to somebody else. I oh, know God, it's, no. this is a rare case. We've heard of stories like this. It happens once in a while, but normally that's when someone has been pronounced dead at the hospital, and then they bring them to the funeral home, and then something that happens where they end up coming back to life. This is where she was never even dead. That's amazing. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> How do you get this wrong? Funeral Home has a parent company. A lot of them are owned by parent companies now, and they just said, uh, we are not in a position to comment further on this matter. Yeah. According to our lawyers. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding? Oh, no. What a story that lady has. It is. So that is on the Warning Show blog, though. You can see more. How about that? What's the other thing in the blog? Oh, well, <laughs> we, we just got through playing it again a few minutes ago. Joe Biden's oh, yeah, forgetful yeah. happy birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He called for the happy birthday song and then had no idea what the lady's name was. That was a good look, Joe. Nice work. And we so we we got it all on there. You can see the video. You can cringe along with us as he uh, goes, <laughs> happy birthday to the... So you can <laughs> check that out. Show your family, show your coworkers. You can get a good laugh. Here's a uh, story that will get you excited for this coming weekend, or maybe you're a day drinker. I don't know, but it's a drinking story, and it comes out of the UK, so to me it works. I'm thinking about taking up day drinking. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. We'll new see. goals, 23. That's Here right. we go. <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> According to a doctor from the UK, there's a reason why, and I didn't, be honest with you, I didn't know this was a thing. People have said for years, I guess, using Diet Coke as a mixer gets you drunker faster than regular Coke. Is that true? Because I've heard that before, too. I always thought it was like an urban myth, an old wives' I tale. I never even heard that, actually. Huh. He says yes. Well. It is absolutely a proven thing. Here's his reasoning. You ready? Sure. It's a little scientific-y. The sugar in regular Coke makes it so your stomach empties slower into the small intestine. Okay. Slows down the booze as it goes in your bloodstream. Diet Coke's artificial sweetener doesn't slow things down the same way. Um, that, along with the booze, gets into your system faster. So okay. and that's why for a faster drunk, I see. Diet Coke is the move. So Coke is more of like a slow drip, <laughs> whereas Diet exactly. Coke just opens it up. Exactly. It's okay. got those glucose blockers in there. Right, right, right. All right, see, that actually makes sense. Science. So I don't do- know who funded the study. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just some drunk doctor. <laughs> Okay, imagine getting the three scientists. All right, guys, <laughs> line them up. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, who's got Jack and Coke? Who has Jack and Diet Coke? That's right. Here's another one from yes. the junk drawer we didn't get to yet today. It's good to be in a bad mood. Grumpy people are more detail-oriented. Is that right? And valued uh, more in certain jobs. If you're uh, going in for a medical procedure or something like that, the doctor seems they got on the wrong side of the bed, you're all right. Huh. New study has found that bad moods can make people more detail-oriented. I agree with that. You're just like, yeah, get away from me. You're just concentrating on something. Makes sense, yeah, because I guess if you don't want anybody to bother you. And they're less chatty and distracted by others. True. There you go. All right. Uh, they say mood and language are supported by different brain networks. There's a lot of interaction going on between them. The people in the study are in a negative mood. They were more careful and analytical. Scrutinized what was actually in front of them. Didn't just fall back on general knowledge or routine. Huh. I guess I, I guess I could see how that would be correct. Although if you were in, okay, if you go too far and you're in way too bad a mood, you're like, I don't care. Yes. That's what I'd be afraid of. Right. That, that's the other part of it. That's what's making me question a little bit because we've all been there where we're in a bad mood. It's like, I don't care. I'm just getting this done. Exactly. Like you know? today. Yeah. Great. <laughs> like this entire show. 
So Perfect can, example. It's like that commercial. Remember, Jesse got reinstated. <laughs> hey, doctor. All right. We'll see you in there. Uh, I'm nervous, too. We'll see you in there. And then this. Here's our last thing as we wrap up today. So something called ultimateclassicrock.com. Pretty big website, they say. Uh, they, put t- they put together a list of rock's most hated songs. Most hated? And albums. But we'll oh, wow. only do the songs. Okay. All right. Now, as we go through this list, there's a top eight. You tell me what the correlation is, if you find some similarity with these songs and where you find them. Number one most hated song, according to UltimateClassicRock.com, their readers. I can't wait to hear this list. Honestly, I have not heard this, so Number one, and I'm starting at the top. I'll I'll go down. I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. I could see how that would be hated by, you know, rock fans. One of their biggest songs, though. It is. Their only Soundtrack song. Yeah. Number two, Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Oh, no. Okay. Hate that song. <laughs> Number three, a song I've always hated. Sususudio. Phil oh, Collins. Sususudio. <laughs> Number four. I don't know what it means. I've never known. No. I don't think he knows. No. Number four, We Didn't Start the Fire, Billy Joel. I love that song. I know, with all the lyrics. Yeah. Set. I always thought he should make a second one and update it with current events. Oh, my God. That's just me. Be ten minutes long. I know. Number five, Shiny Happy People, R.E.M. Oh, they hated that song. Michael Stipe refused to to perform that. It's a terrible song. (laughs) Number six, which should have been number one, We Built This City by Starship. I I thought that was going to be number one. I did too. Terrible song. I actually like all the other songs. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Roboto from Styx is number seven. Oh, that's pretty bad, yeah. Silly love songs, Paul McCartney and Wings. I, I didn't like any. Jen and I are on the same page in this. I I hate Paul McCartney Wings era. Yeah, I hate no it. Wings, no. I hate it. Oh um, well, yeah, I could see that. For <laughs> six yes. of those top eight songs they list of hated songs, what's the common thread out of all of them? Should I say it? Yeah, a lot of those songs play right here on Sunny 107.9 in our next door neighbor. Every one of them. <laughs> it's the first thing I noticed too. <laughs> Well, they're all top hits. Somebody loves them. We love Sonny. And Sonny does great. Yes, we both do work on Sonny. We love Sonny. I don't... Well, and people love Sonny. Our listeners love Sonny. Maybe we shouldn't be trying to appeal to the classic <laughs> rock crowd. Because <laughs> according to this site, they hate those songs. Listen, we're doing just fine on Sonny with those songs, all right? Okay. I like all those. All right, got to get out of here. <laughs> we'll see if we got any more uh, hidden classified documents from Biden tomorrow. We'll talk about more NFL stuff, by the way, because I think uh, firings have begun. I think you're, yeah. Updates on that coming up, too, and some entertainment starting at 6 tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out.